Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. You're listening to Rabot & Co. here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis Rabot. Ah, welcome back in the uh, culturally sensitive show that is Rabot & Co. here ESPN 680, 105.7. 11 o'clock hour here. We'll take you up to Bobby V at noon. And, of course, roundtable 3 o'clock. Go local till 6 o'clock here on ESPN Louisville. Do it every day. It's hump day. How about that? A little hump hump. Hump uh, day. <laughs> get in here. Lots of humping here. Oh, there you go. Just all humping. Uh, <laughs> the show for humping. You're, you're home for humping. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. Um, uh, speaking of humping, <laughs> uh, I got engaged to my wife uh, today in 2003. How about that? There you go. There you go. How about that? All right. Uh, but it is not time to talk engagement or humping. It's time to do blowing your slime. Yes, it is. Get out your mustard, kids. It's time for bologna or salami. Oh, next week we can do a whole bologna or salami just on humping. But just humping. We, we got to work on that. Actually, next week's the Super Bowl, so we got to do summer radio after that. So all humping after Save that. the humping after the Save Super Save the humping till after the Super Bowl. <laughs> no way, man. Hey, Pitchers that, and catchers report or hey, something. After the Super Bowl, a lot of people are going to be re- reintroducing themselves to their families, so there will be some humping going on. <laughs> All right. On <laughs> you are so out of touch. It's amazing. <laughs> so on that it's fantastic. Note. All right. So on that note, I don't yeah, know yeah. how to transition. There is no transition. There is no transition. No, is no. But let's go ahead and start let's with try. a couple on Kentucky basketball. And okay. let's start with Antonio Reeves. You see the numbers that he's putting up. He's averaging uh, 19 a game on 50, 40, 90. Bologna or salami? Antonio Reeves will be a first team All-American. I'm going to go Bologna, and it's not his fault. Um, I, I just uh, I don't think... I don't think people are noticing what he's doing. All of the conversation around this team is about dudes that are not Antonio Reeves. Now, we do this in general in sports. We are more enamored by the new thing than we are by the the thing, the known quantity, if you will. Um, so what LeBron is doing, we take for granted. But what Tyrese Halliburton is doing, we overreact to. That's right. right? This kind of stuff. And yep. so, and I'm not, by the way, Halliburton, nice player. I'm not trying to over, you know, try to underplay what he's doing for the Pacers. They're, they're a dynamite team. But we like the shiny new toy. That's exactly right. And so I'm going to go baloney for that reason. It isn't anything that he's doing. Like you mentioned, 19 and a half. He's over uh, half his, maybe half his free throws. He's at 87% on his free throws. But still, I th- that guy is having the kind of season that makes you. In the new era, where guys can transfer very easily and go find different places to play in different scenarios and stuff, it's nice to see a guy stay in a spot where the the new guys around him are a good thing for his career and for the scheme that he's in. The good news for Antonio, though, I think he is probably going to get an NBA contract out of this year, and that's more important than making the All-American team. I'm going to say Salami because I think they're going to get some big games coming up. They're going to play Tennessee twice. They're going to play Gonzaga. They're going to play Ole Miss. Kentucky's getting to that portion of the SEC schedule where basically every game is going to be a quad one kind of game. And if he balls out and has like a 30-burger against Tennessee, which is very possible. We've seen what's happened with Kentucky against Tennessee the last couple years. They they own the balls. John Calipari and Rick Barnes, that's very much in Kentucky's favor. If he goes out and has one of those kind of games in a top 10 game with everybody watching, then I think that's going to increase his profile. And look, the stats are pretty impressive. We talked about how many guys in recent college basketball history are doing this. The list isn't very long of guys that are averaging 19 a game for a power six team while shooting 50, 40, 90. Eventually, I think those stats are going to be so tough to overcome. And he's doing it at Kentucky. This isn't going on at Vanderbilt. That's fair. This is Kentucky, maybe the mecca of college basketball. I think Antonio Reeves plays his way onto the All-American list at the end of the season. I'm going to give it Salami. Just a reminder that Brandon Miller didn't even make the first-team All-American team last year. So, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. 
it's a weird a weird process and he missed I mean like Jalen Wilson from Kansas made it ahead of Brandon Miller last well Brandon year. I mean, Miller also on. had something else going on I understand but he was clearly the better college of course player. he was all right so let's stay with Kentucky basketball and John Calipari's talked about uh what he's going to do with the big men with Enuenso and uh, Thierro Adu and uh, Thierro and all those kind of guys. Bologna or Salami? Aaron Bradshaw should come off the bench. Yeah, it's Salami at this point. And that's why I asked Mike about it because I think at this point, if Agnenso is going to be your five and you have the other guys on this team that you do. So this isn't like last year where you have Oscar and he's stuck in the paint, right? And he only knows how to do one thing. I think that he can... Agnenso can be a little more pliable than that. I think he's the kind of guy, a do as well, that you... But I think what you're going to see is, and I know this is a P word that no one wants to hear on this air, not penis, but rather platoon. I think you're going to see a platoon at the five spot. I The real, the real key for me here, and it's, I, I think, a little bit off of off the beaten path is I think you have to maximize Trey Mitchell. Yeah. That's a weird thing to say on this team with all the talent they have. But as far as if you're, you're, you know what you're getting from Antonio Reeves, you know what Dillingham's doing, you know, what, you know what uh, Shepard's doing. Those guys succeed no matter what. I, I think a guy like Trey Mitchell, you have to really maximize in this case. And so I'll go Salami. I think at some point this team, and it seems to be, it seems to be, Outside of the obvious things with Edwards, where there's something mental going on with him, these guys do seem to like each other. There seems to be a legitimate camaraderie on this team. Yeah. So maybe even a guy like Bradshaw, like, uh, excuse me, like, um, you think oh Bradshaw would be good coming off the bench? I don't know, but he's not good at all right now. No, he's playing like 15 minutes, not even that, and we just don't see a much impact out there. And we saw Inyenso have much more of an impact on Saturday. I mean, Adu Thierro's been better as of late. We've like, watched guys I think they make their. Platoon. We've watched our guys. We've watched guys this season make debuts. Yes, like Avicii, of course, is a big you know debut splash. Bradshaw, a big debut splash. I, I just man, I, I don't know what the the answer is here. But, I think it's the same thing we talked about with Justin Edwards. Like those minutes are getting cut. Justin yeah. Edwards has played yeah. eight, nine minutes the last couple of games, and I think what you'll see, by the way, I, I agree that that he should probably come off the bench. But I think what you'll see is Bradshaw. The rest of the season will just get treated like Edwards got treated at the beginning of the season. Yeah, which is he'll start, but it's going to be twelve, fifteen minutes. Yeah, I think that's about right, especially when you have games where Bradshaw has like two rebounds and two right. shots. Like he's basically having no impact out there. I mean, Texer said you can't play Theo and you go at the same time. That's true. I, I would probably not right, that. probably not. But I mean, and I know Bradshaw can play more away from the basket, which helps them out as far as spacing is concerned. But I, I don't think he should be starting every single game. I think you start playing him off the bench. We just gotta you gotta experiment a little bit because it's not working right. It now. is that time of year. That's right. All right, so let's do one more college basketball okay. topic. Let's go to the ACC. Right now, Joe Lenardi has three teams projected to make the NCAA tournament. Bologna or Salami, that's all the ACC will get into the NCAA it tournament. It sounds right initially off the top, so I'm pulling up the standings. North Carolina, Duke, who is the third team he has in? Florida State? I think it was Clemson. Okay. All right, then I think it's Bologna. I think they'll get at least one more. Um, I think it's most likely to come in the form of either Virginia Wake Forest, or a team that has started to play very well. Um, uh, no, 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 no. I'm oh, no, I teams. think it's Virginia. Virginia was the other one. Okay, so not including Clemson, who's 4-5 and five in the conference. Yeah. They've, they've got work to do in the conference. they got to win some games. Um, I, I think that they're definitely on the outside looking in. I haven't seen anything from Miami recently that makes me think they're going to make the tournament. Wake Forest would be the other team. Florida State, I just I think Leonard Hamilton is just an unbelievably good coach. Yes. And so down the stretch, I think they're not going to get worse at all. So if they keep if they hit par here, they'll be 12 and 6 at some point and then essentially have to go 500 in the other two games to go 13 and 5 in the league. I think they can absolutely do that. So give me Florida State to make the tournament this year. I'll say four. Can you imagine it. working here and explaining this place to people? No. With what just happened? No, not at all. They're, they're, are they? Is this like the intern podcast they're taping or something? Yeah, it sure seems like it. Okay, so they're taping the intern podcast, and one of the guys just ran in here to get air freshener. Yeah. That's, that's our life. That's on like. brand. That's our life. Yeah. Professional radio. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'll go uh, I'll go Bologna. They'll have more than three. I'll go Bologna as well. I think four get in. I don't think it's going to be any more than four. I think, obviously, Duke and North Carolina are getting in. I think Virginia gets in. And then I think it'll be one of Florida State, Wake, 
Miami, Clemson. One of those four get in, but not two of them. I think only one of those four get in. The ACC this year, outside of Duke and North Carolina, is just not very good. Let's call it what it is. But how about Georgia Tech last night? Damon Stoudemire getting another win over a ranked opponent. He beat Duke, and he's beaten North Carolina. Great game that was yesterday. And how about pretty impressive for Damon Stoudemire to do that in year zero. How about that? Yeah, it, this one doesn't count. Uh, they're 10-11, but it doesn't count. Um, Beating North Carolina doesn't count? No, 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 no. It didn't happen. No, apparently not. didn't happen. Beating no. North Carolina and Duke in the same season. <laughs> when, when's the last time Georgia Tech did that? It's interesting when, when you see a guy like this in his first season, can you, can you carry this forward into the monotony, right? It's one thing to beat great teams. It's one thing to get up for a game against a Duke, against a North Carolina. When the stadium's full, it's another thing to play pit at home and lose by eight. Yeah. Right? And and when do you turn the corner on that? Now, I want to be fair to Damon Stoudemire. This is his first season doing any of this. Yes. Right? And so, I think it's obvious when you watch them, the plan is in place of what he wants to do. Over time, can he get better? Look, that's a school in Atlanta, man. I know there are difficulties in getting kids qualified academically there, but I got to believe just being in Atlanta, you can get enough smart kids that are good at basketball to get them on that team. So, yeah. Now, I, I think his long-term prospects, by the way, I'm, I'm very bullish on him. I think... You can watch that team, like I said, and know what they're trying to do, what what his system is. I think long-term they're going to be good. They'll be up here on the 10th of February uh, to play Louisville. That's one of those games I think Louisville is slated to have its best chances to win. Yeah, there it is, 43% yep. in the predictor. Um, but I, I think you'll see a, a Georgia Tech team that shows up here, for example, gets away from home and plays pretty well. Yeah, I think Georgia Tech's good. I think Damon Stoudemire is building something down there. You just I don't gotta, know if they're good. They're, they're, they're passable. They're passable. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're going to be good. I, but I think this is the two kind of, years from now yeah. he'll make the turn. This is the kind of stuff you do in year one that shows you're going to be really good. I, I think quickly. that's also correct. You're seeing the signs from him that there's there's something on the on the horizon that'll be very good. That's go right. Now let's head to the National Football the League. The National Football League. And let's go back to last Sunday. And I, we think we've alluded to this a little bit, but it's an interesting sidebar. Bologna or Salami, the Ravens loss was actually worse than the Lions. Oh, totally agree. Yes, it's absolutely worse, and I don't think it's close. It's easy to look at how the Lions lost, having had a lead and then blowing it. It's another thing to just get run over by the Chiefs and essentially never be in the game. Um, and, and and to have Lamar Jackson, by the way. That's yeah. the big difference. Plus the defense that they have. If you hold the Chiefs to 17 points at shut your place, the shut them out in the second half, and you don't win that game, that is inexcusable. Chiefs punted seven times. That and is an inexcusable here's loss. Here's the things that period, had to line so. up for the Ravens to ha- host the AFC Championship game. Josh Allen struggled. 18 interceptions this year. Patrick Mahomes, not a great regular season. You know, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt four plays into the season. Joe Burrow gets hurt. The AFC North's a great division, but... The Browns, erratic quarterback play. The AFC South, C.J. Stroud's good, but the rest of the division, not particularly all that good. The Ravens get to host the AFC Championship game. When's the next time they're going to get to do that with all those great quarterbacks in this in that conference? You get Patrick Mahomes at home. You hold him to 17 points. You make him punt seven times. You shut him out in the second half. That's a game you got to win. And Lamar, at times, seemed wanting to be more of a pocket passer and got away from what he does best, which is run. Mm-hmm. Everything had to line up perfectly for the Ravens to host the AFC Championship game. Is that going to happen again next year or the year after that i'm not totally convinced that it's going to and playoff lamar at this point is a real thing two and four in the postseason and all four losses he played poorly it wasn't one of those where he's put up 35 and his defense gave up 38 that no, end he zone, was terrible that in all end zone int is is as bad as i can remember yeah I mean, throwing it into coverage. that coverage is and then as pe- bad as I can people remember. trying to justify it with oh no. isaiah likely was interfered no. with you threw the ball in no. triple coverage no. you you no. if you're relying on an interference and he threw it call, short yeah. he threw it short into triple yeah. coverage you're relying on an interference call it's a bad throw yeah that's right I'm just saying. It's a bad throw. It is. All right. And one more football question. Okay. And it, again, it's about Lamar Jackson. So there's three quarterbacks in the AFC that seem to be blocked by Patrick Mahomes to a degree. Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Bologna or Salami, Lamar Jackson will win a Super Bowl first of those three guys. Uh, so Josh it, Allen, Joe Burrow. Bologna. Who wins first? <sighs> None of them. All of them retire ringless? Correct. None of those guys win a Super Bowl. How about that? How about that for a take? Here's the problem for them. Who would you rather have? And I'm not exaggerating. Harbaugh and Herbert or those other two guys in their situations? I think long term, the next like three, four years, you'd rather have what's happening in L.A. than what's about to happen in Cincinnati and Buffalo. Well, you had... And what's about to happen in Baltimore. Yeah, Dude, for- Lamar's Lamar, it's it's in his head now, man. It is Lamar's stuff is Patino 
against UK level stuff here. It is Jeff Brom after a big win going back and playing the next week bad. Like it is that bad. That's where Lamar Jackson is in the playoffs. I don't I don't trust that he's at this point, dude, after the after Sunday. When your defense plays like that, I don't trust him to ever win that game. I can't trust him in the postseason. I, I don't trust him. The, the, and then they got to blow up Buffalo. It's not good enough. No. And that doesn't mean it's going to turn around either. There's no guarantee of that. And the Bengals are the Bengals. And Joe Burrow can't show me that he can even stay on the field. I just – look, man, I, I would I, – I haven't even mentioned C.J. Stroud. No. How good is D'Amico Ryan's going to get? Yep. If that's him as a first-year coach, mm-hmm. good God, how good is he going to – so I think the AFC Loaded. is, is – but it's also tilting west. KFC, KFC, (laughs) KC, Houston, and out to LA. I think those teams are going to be better. I don't know how good the rest of the western part of the AFC is. Is Denver going to get better? I don't know. Is are the Raiders going to get better? I don't know. But I, I think those three teams long term are going to be better than Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Baltimore. Uh, Yeah, when you said Harbaugh and Herbert, I had to do a double take for a moment because we were talking about Lamar, and of course his coach is John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh. (laughs) So Jim Harbaugh with the uh, Chargers. I will say Lamar does not win the Super Bowl first of those three guys, but I don't think they all retire ringless. Okay. I'll tell you the guy who I think is going to win one. Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah. I think Joe Burrow. Of the three, I would put him at the top. Joe Burrow has already shown he can beat Patrick Mahomes in the postseason. Correct. And he should have beaten him twice in the postseason. He almost beat him in the AFC Championship last year. Who knows where the Bengals... Healthy Burrow is the best playoff quarterback of those three. They went 9-8 and this year, and Joe Burrow missed basically the entire second half of the season. And they've still got Jamar Chase. They've got the fifth most cap space in the league. That defense is always good year in and year out. They should be able to re-sign T. Higgins. I think Joe Burrow is actually the best quarterback in that division when he's fully healthy. I I think he's better than Lamar. And I think he's better suited to win in the postseason than Lamar. Did not mention a healthy Aaron Rodgers with a decent Jets team next year. I didn't mention Tua in Miami. That's all just in the AFC, That's man. AFC quarterbacks. How good can the Colts be? Yeah. They had a bum situation at quarterback. Almost An- made the playoffs. Well, Anthony Richardson's going to be good, I think. Right. If he t- if he turns out to be yeah. decent, they make the playoffs. The AFC just, is just unbelievably and it's loaded. it's young and it's loaded. And I just, yes. And so I, I just, there's a lot. This was the year to go do it if you were Lamar Jackson. And, and he had, Sundays, we're going to look back, man. That was a massive massive missed opportunity. The only pushback I'll have against that is sure. his playoff numbers versus Peyton's playoff numbers in their first six starts are essentially the same. As okay. far as they're both okay. two and four, they're both go. throwing the same amount of interceptions. Yep. I like it that. took Peyton nine years to win a Super Bowl, and we all regard Peyton as one of the three or four greatest quarterbacks to ever live. Yep. I'm not saying Lamar is going to win one, but I think it's a little early to say that he will never but win one. Think about think about that statement in itself. It took Peyton freaking Manning nine years to do yes, it. Yes, it did. Right? So I, it does... That's how hard it is. And That's they all had a similar, That's why Mahomes is ridiculous. They had as well. a similarly devastating playoff loss, just like what the Ravens had this year. They had a similar against, de- Patriots. against well, a couple times against the Patriots, and then the year before they actually won. They lost the Steelers, and they were the number oh, one seed. They right, were fourteen right, two. Right. Ben the with the shoestring lost. tackle. I still yep. see that in my dreams. <laughs> Nick Harper's sure. girlfriend stabbed him the night before. Otherwise, he would have ran right by Ben Roethlisberger. So, I'm not giving up on Lamar, but I'm going to say Joe Burrow is the first to win the Super Bowl of those three guys. I might even put Josh Allen ahead of Lamar. It's close. Wow. But I think Joe Burrow. Playoffs, maybe. Joe Burrow is the best of those three playoff quarterbacks. He's playoffs. won five playoff games. Yes. He's been to a Super Bowl. The other two have not been to the Super Bowl. So I trust Joe Burrow the most of those three guys. The I, AFC, like, it's, man. We talk about who's the best quarterback in the <laughs> NFC. I don't even know who the answer is. I don't know if it's Dak. I don't know if it's Jalen Hurts. Some people have said Brock Purdy. Like, those guys, whoever the best quarterback in the NFC is would be, like, the eighth best quarterback in the AFC <laughs> at best. Which you know, the shame crazy. of it is really. If Baker Mayfield hadn't dicked around when he was in Cleveland, yeah. how good he could be right now? Oh, he was fantastic. He's unbelievably year. good. Yes. That guy's just raw talent, just very one of the most good. accurate quarterbacks it's in the league. And- he throws a great deep ball. I mean, yes. all those things. It's really it's really a shame that, that his maturity level wasn't there when he was in Cleveland because that guy now, yeah. after like five good years of development, could be unbelievable. And I think the Browns did him a disservice. You know, they after 2021, when he separated his shoulder and played the entire year on that, that the, the same injury Deshaun Watson had this year and he was lost for the year Baker had to play an entire season on that threw a lot of interceptions of course because of course he's banged up so the Browns just decided to discard him for you know Deshaun Watson and everything that he has in his background give him 230 million dollars so I I think the Browns did him wrong but at the same time yeah this is the best version of Baker it's the NFL I mean that's what they do uh have you ever been stabbed by a girlfriend can't say I have yeah I haven't been stabbed either no especially not the night before a playoff game (laughs) you ever played a playoff game no, I have yeah, not played either. in a playoff game. Oh, Th- thanks, Mrs. Playoff, Harper. <laughs> thanks for costing us back-to-back Super Bowls. Like little kid sports, did you ever play in the playoffs? 
No. Never got that far. Okay. What did you play growing up? I actually don't know this about Zach. You can, kill, played, the, you can kill the music. Played a little bit of football. Yeah. No kidding. Much, for the most, yeah, I played some football. Well, I didn't know that. Offense, defense, what'd you play? Well, both. Okay. Wide, wide receiver, mostly. Little white wide receiver. Uh-huh. Did they call you White Lightning? No, they did not. <laughs> I need to be faster. They probably called me more like Wes Welker, you know, the the sacrificial <coughs> lamb who would go over the middle and get the hell beat out of him by the linebacker. They always had the white guy to do that. Uh, Texter, I think Burrow could lose three Super Bowls because the others get one just because he's in Cincy. Yeah, that's, that's, about that's it. also out there. Uh, Texter, predictor may say that Louisville's got a 43% chance against Georgia Tech, but I test says zero. <laughs> but hey, Positive Radio, they have the best staff in America. <laughs> that's great. We got, some, we got some sound if you want to play that, the, uh, the clip that we referred to last segment. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll streams. get to that in a second here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Texter. <laughs> I love this about our station that people text this in. Ennis wants a coaching candidate only from the DNC. (laughs) More DNC talk next. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Hey, yeah, I want to shoot, baby. Shoot. Oh, you doing, baby? No, not you. You, the bow-legged one. Yeah. What's your name? Damn, baby. That sounds sexy. Uh, here I go. Here I go. Here I go again, uh, girls. Yeah. What's my weakness? Yeah. Okay, then chillin', chillin', mindin' my business. Word. You saw that I looked around and I couldn't believe it. You are listening to Rebo and Co. Here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rebeau. Ah, yes. Welcome back in. Hump Day edition of Rebeau and Co. Here at ESPN 680-1057. Alongside Zach Cantrell, my name's Louis Rebeau, at Radio Louis. On Twitter, you can find the station as well at ESPN 680, com. For all of our shows, if you ever miss anything, you can check out the Podcast Center. All of our shows available there. Tons of play-by-play this coming weekend. A really terrific day of college basketball on Saturday in Lou. How about that? In Lou. After I said milieu earlier, I put, no one got mad at me, which is stunning. Uh, we will have um, a bunch of great college basketball this weekend. A nice fill-in uh, for the bye week. I mean, uh, uh, the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl. Zach, the Pro Bowl. The flag football Pro Bowl. How about that? Um, who, we'll, who doesn't get hyped who, up about flag football? Who, who doesn't Who doesn't listen to Salt and Pepper? And watch the Pro Bowl. That's right. I mean, come on, people. That uh, sounds St. like John's, a Sunday to me. St. John's, you've got Houston, Kansas. Bellarmine and Queens, Duke, North Carolina, and Louisville women's basketball against uh, Florida State. All of that on Saturday on our family networks here uh, at ESPN Louisville, 680-1057, of course, across the hall on 93.9. As well, Saturday mornings, you can check out the Victory Formation Show. Jeff Lightsey, James Black at 10 o'clock over on 93.9. And in this time slot on Sundays is the Sunday morning hangover, 10 to noon. Here on ESPN 680-1057, that's Curran, Baker, and Cantrell for you on that one. Kind of excited about the pizza today, I'm not going to lie. In a pizza mood. Yeah, funny, Zach, like some days, you know, we, we're we really fortunate. We've got great partners at this station between Bear Nose and Wing Zone and um, uh, Mott's Pie today. We had, uh, you know, the Canes yesterday. Yep. And it's funny, like, you know, if you have to decide where you're having lunch. Yeah. It's like, oh, I want a sandwich today. Or, oh, you know, I want to get some nachos, whatever it is, right? Sure. We don't choose what comes what day here, right? It's just we have them every, you know, every no, it's Wednesday it's pizza, right? And so some days I'm like, you know, I'm not really in a pizza mood. And I've seen you get, you know, something different for lunch and those kinds of things. But I, I'm not like that. I, I'm the budget guy at our house, so I, I, I eat the free lunch. Oh, nowadays I eat the free lunch. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and today, though, I'm in a mood for pizza. So it's exciting. It's good. It's good. I'm always in a mood for pizza. M-O-Z-Z-A-P-I.com. Is that your 
Like if you were stuck on a yeah, desert if I'm island, stuck on top a, two sh- you know, foods or whatever yeah, kind of so thing. Yeah, if I'm on a deserted pizza. island and I have to eat something every day, pizza is very Yeah, pizza's way up list. there, right? Yeah, I think pizza and Mexican food for me. I say Mexican food only because whatever they're doing yeah. in that fine country, using the same six ingredients to make everything and just kind of changing it up a little bit. Good job. It's delicious. See, I've got... It would, <laughs> it's delicious. I'd either do like chicken wings or burgers or yeah, there you go. steak there you go. and something like that. Zach's a man. He's from Ohio. You I am a man. People? I'm not eh, chicken wings. No, I'm burgers. ten years away from being a man. I'm only thirty. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> people love that joke yesterday. <laughs> I didn't even. Yeah, didn't even. Uh, one planned or nothing. It was not planned. Sure, uh, I'm more. Not a man. Not <laughs> Headline coming from the ESPN <laughs> six eight. Michigan hater I, says Sharon Moore, I gotta not a tell man. you, you're never gonna make a headline because Issel said ridiculous things on this air and never made headlines. Yeah, but I'm. Sh- I, I can't. I, I, I don't know. It, it, they pick up Ennis talking about a live animal eating a live animal on air, and they never picked up Issel calling LeBron a moron. <laughs> yeah, come on, it's stunning. It's, it's unbelievable. Oh man, Texter wouldn't kill me if I ate pizza every day. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. It wouldn't. Why take the chance? <laughs> would you enjoy being Portnoy's lackey and following him around all the pizza places? Oh, I'm sure I would. Okay. Right. As long as I get to eat it. No, that's what I'm saying. You would. Yeah. Obviously. One bite, everyone knows the rules. <laughs> there you go. Uh, a couple more upsets in college basketball last night, and I wanted to say something about this. So, Georgia Tech beats North Carolina. You mentioned that last segment when we were doing uh, Bologna Slamming. That's right. And, uh, you know, those are... We see every team in college basketball lose this kind of game this year, except for UConn. And, and they'll come. And I have to. I think you're probably right. They'll have a game like this sure at some they point. They almost had it against Villanova. They tried. That's right. They tried. Um, but they haven't recently. It'll be interesting to watch that way. The game last night that hit my Twitter feed and didn't stop for a solid like 20 minutes was this South Carolina win in Tennessee. And I wanted to talk about this because everyone is just absolutely heaping praise on South Carolina's coach. Yeah, Lamont Paris done a great job in year one. (laughs) And I get it. I want to be clear. I get it. But isn't there a guy like this every year? And the next thing, by the way, let me start over. Because I don't want to come across as being some kind of Lamont Paris hater, because I'm not. I don't care. By the way, not a man yet either. Nope. Also not a man. <laughs> also not a man. I'm just kidding. He's 47. I don't... I, I just... Okay, so a couple of things. It does stand out that here in year zero, they went four and 28. And in year one, they're going six and whatever. Okay? He's 18 and three with South Carolina in one of the best basketball conferences in the country. Already beaten Kentucky, already beaten Tennessee this year. Back-to-back weeks. Serious question, though. Don't, doesn't everyone think that Rick Barnes is a bum? Doesn't everybody think that? I'm sorry. Don't I get told every year that Rick Barnes is a bum? He's not going to make it anywhere in the tournament. And then everybody gets excited when they beat Tennessee. You cannot I have both. Can't have both. I, I Rick think Rick Barnes, Barnes is a, a tournament bum, bum. Yeah. He's not a regular season bum. I was going to say. And winning a game at Tennessee is not bum. No. That's elevation. That's all those things, right? So, no, I, I think it's its own thing. Yeah. No, Rick Barnes, this isn't the time of year we start calling him a bum. That's when the NCAA tournament strikes. That's when it's March, and that's when it comes to win or go home. Rick Barnes is a hell of a regular season coach. I don't think anybody would tell you otherwise. Right. So, we're, I'm not going to call him a bum. I'm not going to diminish Lamont Paris and company going in there and winning that game. They just beat you know what, out of Kentucky last week. Now you go on the road against Dalton Neck and uh, Tennessee and beat them in a low-scoring game. They, they got Tennessee to play their style of basketball. They've got some dudes that can shoot. That's a good team. Like People, we were well, talking last Lamont week. Lamont Paris has a good team, I yeah, agree. We were yes. talking last week, how good is South Carolina actually? Well, I think they've answered that. They're pretty, pretty good. Their losses are at, uh, at Clemson, at Alabama, and they lost a, a game to Georgia at home. Uh, Georgia, yeah, of course. Yeah, Georgia's four and three though in the conference. They're fourteen and six. No, I the the SEC man. You can lose games if you don't show up. Period. Conversation over. This yeah, game. how good was that game last night with Ole Miss and Mississippi State? And by the way, they sandwiched those games. They beat UK. They come back in a an obvious letdown situation ahead of going to Tennessee against Mizzou and they win. Yeah, right. Then they go to Tennessee and win the game. They go to Georgia next for a little revenge on Saturday. They need to be ranked next week. Oh, they will be. That's that's obvious. Bologna or salami, Zach, are you ready? Yes. Bologna or salami, Lamont Paris will not be the head coach at South Carolina on game one next year. I don't think he will be. I think somebody snatches him up. Where does he go? What is the job? I don't know. I don't know what's coming open. 
too I early do. to say. Well, I do. Louisville? <laughs> you think he's going to be the next Louisville coach? Is I that don't. what we're going? I don't. But should he be on the list? And this is why I ask. What do people want in a coach for Louisville men's basketball? And what are their expectations for that? Because here's what I would say. I would say two things about it. I think having your own idea about who the next coach should have and what his accomplishments to this point, resume, if you will, coming into the job should be. That's fine. But the... I, I, I would say the people that are putting out ultimatums on necessary items on the resume, I, other than it would be nice if the guy has head coaching experience. Yeah. Is there something you would have as a non-negotiable? Because I don't. No? I think I don't think you should take a list of, of 100 basketball coaches and pare it down at this point based on some kind of ultimatum on the Louisville side. I think you got to examine all of them. I agree. Because if you get the next one wrong... When are you recovering from I'm that? not saying it's... Yes, right. When does it turn around? When's the next good hire? Yeah. And you can't go what, a decade of irrelevance. You do not want to find out what it's like to be Indiana basketball. You do not want to find out what it's like to be Nebraska football. Nebraska football. You cannot get the two in a row wrong. You can't do it. No. And they hired Callahan at Nebraska, and he was fine. But it, it set them on the wrong path for 20 years. Hiring Solich was the worst thing they did after oh, they went 10-3. I went to Ohio. You know this. You grew up there. Went nine three every year. Yeah, every year. Yes, they were in. They won. I think a MAC championship. Oh, they like were every other year for yeah, it. Right. Yeah. No, Frank Solch is a good coach. He's a very Nebraska good coach. really messed that up. He's a very up. good coach. Lamont Paris, ten and 23, 12 and twenty at, to start at Chattanooga. Then they go twenty and 13, 18 and eight, twenty seven and eight. He gets to South Carolina. They're eleven and twenty one last year. Yeah, in year zero. By the way, Tex are saying, quit bringing up your one. We're being positive. <laughs> Come on, man. We are being positive. <laughs> positive radio. Um, does Kyle Perry have a losing record to Rick Barnes? I don't know the answer to that. I don't think he does. I don't know. Uh, it'd be easy to look up. Lamont Paris, 11 and 21 last year. This year, 18 and 3. Here's the thing Is that enough of a resume over seven years to see he starts at a place like Chattanooga? Gets them to be winners. Starts at a place like South Carolina, turns them into winners. Is that enough for people? Is that enough in general for fans? Now, I would say, as far as the decision making process, that doesn't matter. Barnes is ten and nine. Barnes is ten. In a, in, he does so they play one. nineteen games. Got it. So the the only thing that matters is whether Josh Hurd thinks it's a good hire. Yeah. And a guy like Lamont Paris checks a lot of boxes, frankly. Yep. But I'm interested in, because I've heard the, oh, we need someone with a Final Four pedigree. Who's been to a Final Four, excuse me. Not even a pedigree, been to one. That has been there. I don't know that you're going to get that guy. But you also can't get this wrong. And, and Lamont Paris is, is, is one of those guys that's the name is going to start coming up. Because I'm sure everyone's seeing all the Trilly Donovan tweets and this kind of stuff, and Mick Cronin's not on the list anymore, and blah, blah, blah. And um, It was interesting to hear on Diener's show this morning, him and Blank talking about, about Mick Cronin. And the thing that has been interesting is those two guys, I, I think I think similarly, actually, is I'm not offended by the losses at UCLA because Cronin's shown he's a good coach and he can get – a Cincinnati, a UCLA, whatever, deep into the tournament, right? Yeah, right. That's a no-question thing with him. Mm-hmm. It's how he's reacting to losing, how he's how he's doing these press conferences, doing these things. And I wonder if we would have cared about that before Kenny Payne started doing these press conferences. Yeah, we talked about that on NSL yesterday on the drive. What, yeah. what was that conversation? Basically, like? is that, you know, Mick Cronin's a very successful coach, but we can't have Mick Cronin being gruff. You can't have him reacting the way that he's reacting. You don't want to have another year where the press conference is as much of a story as the game mm. itself, and that's tended to happen at times with Mick Cronin this year. Now, I will give him credit because he did, after they got more than doubled up against Utah, he said something to the effect of, "Who's we're going to figure out who's going to be on this team the rest of the season, and they responded. So I'll give him a lot of credit for that. But you don't want the press conference to be as big of a story as the game. And 
that sometimes happens well, with Mick Cronin based on his personality. Yeah, the other part of this is we watched Micah Shrewsbury, yeah, New Albany native up in Notre Dame, get get to the podium one day and say, I had a bunch of bums around here, and if you want to grow roots on the on the bench, keep being a bum. And his team responded differently, right? And I think that's the kind of thing that you can look for in coaching candidates. I want to be really clear. I did not just bring that up to say that Micah Shrewsbury should be the next coach at Louisville. That's not what I'm doing. But what, I'm, what I would say is it is interesting to hear people talk about those kinds of things, about press conferences and about attitude and those kinds of things, rather than just winning. And so it is fascinating to hear that kind of conversation coming from a guy like Ennis because – that that double-edged sword the trepidation of getting a guy who's not above the board or is going to be prickly or whatever (sighs) i think you could deal with prickle if they win oh yeah it's interesting but cronin is beyond prickle yeah he's just cutting people now Right, he's just stabbing him. That's extra final four. Hell, uh, right now we're looking for a coach that can start fifteen and fifteen, start small work bigger. We learned that lately. It, it does take time. The guy that I haven't seen, if that's the attitude, <laughs> that's a good coach. I an interesting thing for the for the coaching search here is a name I haven't heard at all is Porter Mosier. Oh, the Oklahoma coach. He's at Oklahoma, and if you look at his year-by-year stats, they actually look a lot like Lamont Paris's, except that he took Loyola Chicago to a Final Four. Yes, he did. And he's got Oklahoma balling out. Okay? And I don't know, because Oklahoma is a good job. I want to be clear. It's a good job. But it's a football school. It is a football school. Is, Is Louisville so much of a step up that a guy like that, after four or five years at Oklahoma, would want to bail? Right. So I've just, I'm not, by the way, I'm not at the point where I've made my list of coaches that I think would be good here at Louisville. We will do that segment soon. Probably in a month and a half. Yeah, when we're doing summer radio. Boom. But it's interesting to watch people fawn over a Lamont Paris, but I don't hear it about Porter Mosier. Yeah. Uh, interesting to hear them fawn over a Shrewsbury, but I don't hear about a Porter, a Porter Mosier. Because everybody likes a new shiny toy. That's exactly it. Now, that kind of hire might happen, and I'm going to have to hear about, oh, it was a fluky run with Loyola Chicago, or, oh, he, it took him a long time to write the ship at Oklahoma. Well, if that's your style, it might take a while to write the ship, right? Say what you will about Tom Crean. And it's, I love, by the way, I love the Tom Crean memes and the gifts and all that stuff. They're hilarious. The guy is a goof. He's an absolute goofball. But even at Indiana, when before the transfer portal, when he had no scholarship players, you at least knew what they were doing, and he won more games than year zero of Kenny Payne. They had an identity. You knew what they were doing. They stunk. They stunk. Capital S, they yeah, were they terrible. Were bad. But you knew what they were doing, and he turned it around. It took about three, four years. Yeah. And for a Potter Mosier to have to do that at a place like Oklahoma tells you where they were. And if he got here, would it take that kind of time? I don't know. I doubt it. I think it would take less time. With the portal, I don't think yeah, it, it right. would. There is no more three or four year rebuilds. Yeah, but I think he would be he would be a competitive guy in year one here and be able to turn that around. I think it would take year three or four before you got excited about like, hey, can they can they get the double by in the ACC tournament or can they do those sure. sorts of things? But year two, you can talk about making. But you can watch you could watch him in well his year zero here. You could yeah. watch him do that, and and you would know just watching the basketball team that first year uh, that that you would at least have it on. There's an identity. They know you know what they're trying to do. Um. <laughs> Apparently, you had a lot of takes on Ennis yesterday. Did you have a good time? Mark's easy to host with. Yeah, 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 I had a lot of takes yesterday. Yeah, that was a that was a fun show. We had a couple of guests, but for the most part, it was just us bantering for two and a half hours about football and Louisville basketball. Uh, Ennis would just talk football the whole show if he could. We pretty much did. <laughs> good. We didn't talk much about Louisville basketball until the last segment. Yeah. Except for Walls. Texture Petito was always a bear to deal with after a loss. Uh, he said, I want to make everyone as comfortable as possible so we don't lose again. That is a quality of certain coaches that they hate losing more than they like winning. Yeah. Jeff Brom's like that. If we're talking about local examples, Cal's for sure like that. Yep. Right? They don't They don't enjoy the wins. <laughs> Most coaches don't. They don't enjoy the wins. They enjoy not losing. Uh, and so, no, I, I think that's right. But I just, it was, I just saw that last night, and I'm not, again, I'm not a Lamont Paris hater at all. It's not that. I think that he's a fine coach, and he's obviously doing a good job this year. He's got his, co- he's got his team playing extraordinarily good basketball right now. To win at Arkansas, to come home, beat UK, to beat Missouri, and then go to Tennessee, that's as good a four-game stretch as we've seen in college basketball this year. 
It just is. That's just true. And so he's doing a good job. But that we're hearing about the shiny new toy, like you said, Zach, that's a good term for what we're talking about here. Uh, It's a little bit much. Uh, I want to set up the rest of the week on the show. Four derby preps this weekend. Obviously no NFL, so we're going to talk horses. We're going to talk basketball, man. Um. Texture, I mean, you're confused. Year zero, year one. I mean, like year two over one. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Positive radio, people. Um, so we'll get into that. I'm going to have an LA guest, a New York guest uh, as part of our coverage this week. And then I'm going to have an Arkansas guest and a Miami guest on the podcast. How about that? Woof. Busy time. Uh, good times, though. We'll have we'll get you ready for all the races on Saturday. Maybe get you some bets and all that kind of stuff uh, as well. I'm Louis Rabot at Radio Louis on Twitter. We'll wrap up the show next year on Rabot ESPN 680-1057. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. to Rabo and Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabo. All right, welcome back in. Final segment here ahead of Bobby V. And, of course, the roundtable, noon and 3 o'clock here on ESPN 680-1057. High school hour at 6. Here uh, to follow James on the roundtable. And, of course, Louisville Sports Live, 7 o'clock over on 93.9 The Ville. And in that Kentucky Fish Wildlife postgame show. Zach's going to be busy tonight, uh, hanging out, doing Louisville Sports Live. And then BBZ comes back out for that Florida game. That's right. How about that? How about that? Uh, what do you think the topic of conversation? So I, I, I'm legitimately interested in how other people organize their media. Yeah. So if people are new to the show, thank you for joining us. I'm, I'm Louis Rabot, hanging out with Zach Cantrell. We're here noon, uh, 10 to noon, excuse me, every weekday. Glad you found us. 437-9680 is our UPS job sex line. I'd love for you to be part of the show. I put together a show sheet every day, Zach. I send it to you about an hour and a half before we air of, of articles and topics that I'm interested in. Let's do this on air. Let's have fun. Let's do it. You and I have been hanging out now. It will be two months of shows this the end of this week. That's crazy. How about that? How about that? Having fun, by the way. I can't wait for the text line tomorrow when 1140 comes and James plays something other than Linkin Park. They're <laughs> going to be thrown off by that. By the way, I've heard more Linkin Park in the last two months than the rest of my I'm life. I'm sure you together. have. Not even close. Um, someone texted, please respond. Um, uh, texter, can we? I, I, and I will do this. I apologize. I did not know that I missed this text. Uh, can we ask Kenny why Chris Mack was able to be successful while coaching under the cloud? He always talks about. Also, since last year was zero for zero for KP, did Chris Mack actually never coach here? <laughs> Please That's a good question. It's a fair question. No, it's all stupid, sir or ma'am. It's all stupid. It is what it is. Uh, same texture asked, did Drew, did, did Drew run into Dennis while he was at the Kansas game? That's a great text. And you should have saved that for this show, sir, ma'am. <laughs> I have you in my phone as just Grossman. Sorry. Grossman. I got, <laughs> Grossman. Okay, so there we go. Uh, Grossman and Cam. Here we go. All right, it says here. <laughs> uh, da, 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 da. We're talking about the dinner. Sorry, I got to jump in here. So am I in your phone? It's just black. No, no, no. It's James. No, it's, 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 it's James Black. Don't answer. I mean, that's fantastic. That's just fantastic. That's the that's like the the, the privilege of being James Black. You can just drop those jokes in. Yes. What a terrific. That's great. What a good guy. <laughs> Richard Patino coming down the text line. I heard the Washington Generals are looking for a coach. Congratulations to Noah Smith. <laughs> <laughs> 
great. Uh, KP man. could coach a Washington. Hey, Louie, uh, organize your media. Get it back together. You need to have a, a Cowboys segment every 13 minutes. So uh, that's what I wanted to ask because I'm interested. I send you the show sheet. This is how I keep my organization. You know, uh, I, I, this is me complaining, but, you know, I, I do this for all of my shows. It's the only way, frankly, I know how to do radio mm-hmm. or podcasting or whatever is to organize my thoughts this way. For a show like Louisville Sports Live, do you get any warning at all about what you're going to be talking about when you get to the show? Yeah, you know, normally they tweet something out about what they're going to talk about, or they'll Got it. say beforehand, like, we're going to talk about football. So there's like a group text, or, hey, we're going to oh, dive yeah, into this, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is it is it Google Doc like this? No. No, okay, so it's more just... It's much more informal. A little informal, that kind of thing. Okay, yes. all right, fair enough. Okay. Which is odd, even because Ethan still has a smartphone, because, you know... He hasn't realized that it's 2024. Get your iPhone, just like everyone else, man. Come on. I hate when I have to text the group chat and I see the green, I see we, green on my messages. Why is he catching shrapnel all of a sudden? Nathan's oh. my guy, but I can't. I hate texting people and seeing him in green. I know it's weird. Um, texter, I'm surprised no one's asked Kenny this question. Did you win those games? <laughs> it's an important question. I. Look, man, I, I I'm critical of the of press conferences, which means I should probably start attending the press conferences. Oh, I would like to go to those press conferences. By the way, uh, people at Louisville, uh, I would love to go to practice. Uh, Louis R at ESPNLouisville.com. Uh, I'd also love to have Josh Jameson on the show at some point. Love to talk to Josh. Jameson. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, get a segment every week with Josh Jameson. Who would be the sponsor of the Josh Jamison segment? Four three seven nine six eighty. Oh, we do need to have a Cowboys segment every thirteen. Minutes. <laughs> every thirteen right. minutes. That's right. Texas totally right. Of course. <laughs> Ranking Brock Purdy amongst NFC coaches next. <laughs> <laughs> NFC quarterbacks. Oh man, Texter Cal has to coach the Washington Go Go's at some point because all he all he does is yell "Go Go" during games. <laughs> Does he wake you up before he go-goes? Oh, man. I Going after what coaches say during a game would be the bottom of arguments, wouldn't it? It's yes. just like what their stuff is. Just, I mean, <laughs> Why? We don't do that. Every coach yells go-go during the game. Yeah. <laughs> does Ethan text the governor in green? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he, does. <laughs> he does. Yes, that's a good text. Oh, man. By the way, the, the Justin Tucker thing. Oh, come on. What is this just I mean, and I get it. It comes up on sports talk radio. When you get Patrick Mahomes, you ask these kinds of questions, hoping for these kinds of responses, because otherwise you're just asking, what do you expect to see from the 49ers next week? And that's not fun radio. I get it. So I wanted to defend the guys uh, over there at 610 in Kansas City. But it's just, you know, he does that to get under our skin. I asked him to move his stuff and he got up and moved it, I think, like two inches but didn't move it out of the way. I was going to let it slide, but then Travis just came in and moved it for me. By moved it, by the way, he means threw it as far away from the situation as possible. Yeah. Um, it was the oh. longest pass anybody threw all day. All right, so um, they're bums for being bothered by Justin Tucker. And by the way, Justin Tucker's a goat for doing it. All right, so all right. let's go back to the text line because someone has already won the day. Okay. Four three seven nine six eighty. By the way, nice way I'm referenced by Zach. Yeah, no, he's all over it. Josh Jameson, sponsored by Indeed.com. That's... There you go. That's it. That's it. That's it. We've peaked. That's it. That's positive radio. There it is. There is a job out there. Positive radio. How about that? (laughs) No one can say we're not positive. (laughs) Swoosh. (laughs) Nike would be the sponsor for Josh Jameson. (laughs) Oh, you all are the best. I love this show. Yeah, oh, man. Ah. Can we play this out one more time of Kenny Payne saying at the at the end of that clip where it doesn't matter how they play as long as they play hard? Do we have that? Yeah, give me a minute. Okay, I'll give you a second on that. Uh, ben Roberts tomorrow, 1020. We'll talk all things UK. Nice, nice timing on that for the Florida game tonight. Follow up on that. Get ready for the, the Tennessee game uh, on Saturday. Jay Davis in the 11 o'clock hour tomorrow. I missed the podcast last night, obviously, because I was uh, doing the, the academic team thing. So I'll be interested to see uh, when I listen to that later today on 40 Minutes of Pod what he and Ennis Again, talk. overall, they fought, man. I can't, I can't dwell on their lack of assist and the lack of playing the right way when <laughs> they fight like that. Lack of playing. Does that the right take the way. cake? Is that now the most the asinine lack, thing he's ever said? The lack of playing the right way. 
it, it's dude. It's just oh, man. I can't. I can't dwell on their lack of assist and the lack of playing the right way when they fight like that. Oh, is that what we're gonna do today? Fight. Is that what we're doing today? Louis sucks. Where's Issel? It's a good question. Texture. Josh Jameson sponsored by College Hugs Hauling Junk. Jameson hunky? I don't even know. I don't think he is, is he? Oh, man. Uh, Mahomes was literally kicking the Tuckers uh, the little ball holder like a bleeping spoiled brat. Kelsey Mahomes accents show it was absolutely getting under their skin. Oh, no, it worked. That's the point. And the fact that he didn't just mention it like, oh, yeah, he does that. He tries to get it under our skin. It's just something he does when we go to Baltimore. No, no. He didn't say that. He extrapolated on it. He talked about it for like a minute and a half. Oh, no, it worked. They just didn't win the game. <laughs> Justin Tucker did his part. <laughs> for sure. It just didn't, didn't work long term. Man, oh, man. I can't imagine, though. Just the kicker thing in general. Why are you letting a kicker bother you? Uh, thank you. Remember when Peyton Manning called Mike Vanderjet our idiot kicker? Our idiot kicker. That's While he was on his purple. team. Yes. That's like Jordan walking in and punching teammates in practice. And Mike Vanderjet was an idiot kicker. Well, he never made a big kick in a big spot. Is that right? That's right. Not once. He was at one time the most accurate kicker in NFL history, but every time he had to make a big kick in the playoffs, he didn't come close. Hmm. Like, everybody gets on Scott Norwood or Tyler Bass for missing wide right. Like, at least those guys are close. When Mike Vanderjet missed wide right, he kicked that thing closer to Pennsylvania than Indianapolis. Gap in my knowledge. So not quite where Louie was wrong, but just gap in my interest in sports. The PGA raised $3 billion to start a new venture. I saw that. And obviously this is, you know, and look, let's be clear about what this is. I mean, the LIV has forced their hand. Right, I mean the LIV is of course they have forced their hand. Um, an infusion of cash into any kind of competition has forced their hand. I didn't know golf was popular enough that people would want to invest three billion dollars into it. Oh sure, I, I had no idea. Golf I'll be is really honest. Very popular. Like I Worldwide. see, I see golf leaderboards, and I don't know eight of the ten guys. I, like I, it is such a gap in my knowledge of sports, and I'm not look. That's if you're in a, no, if people are into golf, good, good for you. It's fine. But do you have something in your life, Zach, where you... So, like, if we talk about what basketball is... Yeah. It's guys in shorts throwing a ball through a circle. Uh-huh. Right? Like, if you break down sports to their most basic, mm-hmm. that's what basketball is. That's right. But I still enjoy it a lot. Golf, I can't get over the fact that it's a man with a stick hitting a ball into a hole. <laughs> yeah. I can't get over it. Yeah. I, I just... That's something I can't... I, I just don't... I don't know. Well... Liv's oh. taken half their good golfers now, so nobody recognizes anybody on the leaderboard anymore. And they always have the most <laughs> random names, too. I know. I have no idea who anyone is. No. I really don't. Tiger Woods is about it. Uh, he was I so know, good Rory and Macri. so bad for golf. Yes. Because yeah. once he yeah, left, there's th- just no one There left. was one time he won like 30% of his tournaments, which is I know. That's absurd. That's absurd. Yeah, his numbers. If you go back, like, historically, what he did in golf as far as his just flat numbers compared to historical numbers, just absolutely insane. Ben Roberts tomorrow, 1020. Jay Davis at 11. And we will be back at 10 tomorrow here on Rabo Co. ESPN 680, 105.7. Happy hump day, everybody. Hopefully uh turns into that kind of day for you. I'm Louis Rabo alongside Zach Cantrell. We'll see you tomorrow at 10. And we hope you're here, too. Have a great rest of the day, everybody.